Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Michael Pree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? Now that we've uh, reached the end of the season and the official off-season, uh, we thought it would be appropriate to start talking about some of the some of the award finalists and looking back at the season as a whole. Um, so expect this episode and some of the weeks coming up uh, to have some reflection on the season, to have some looking forward to the off-season, uh, where teams stand right now, and, and things of that nature, but... Uh, this episode in particular, we're going to look at the uh, finalists for the MVP award, the Cy Young award, Rookie of the Year, and Manager of the Year, as well as give our thoughts on the Gold Glove Award winners, because those were also announced. We waited to record this until we got both of the fields kind of figured out here. We'll obviously give our predictions with the four major awards, and the Gold Gloves are already all in, so there's nothing really to discuss there. It's just what our overall impressions are of the defensive field. So I figured it would be better to start maybe from manager of the year, then rookie of the year, Cy Young, and finish MVP last because it's the most prestigious award, I would say, at least for you know most players. So why don't we start uh, in the AL with the AL manager of the year. Now, the three finalists are Kevin Cash of the Rays, Rick Renteria, formerly of the White Sox, and Charlie Montoya of the Blue Jays. So I'm just going to kick it over to Frank. He can start. Um, who do you think deserves to win the award and maybe if it's a little different who do you think will win the award uh yeah i think um uh, all three managers did a great job <clears throat> i think rick uh, renteria is a is a pretty good manager not great though he does make some some mistakes out there more than the, the you know the better managers um i think kevin cash is definitely up there but i think that what he did in, in the world series is going to cost him even though they say it doesn't but he, that was not a great decision so it's hard to not have that in the back of your head when you're voting. So I think uh, Montoya wins mm-hmm. uh, for the Blue Jays um, because that's the first time they made the playoffs in, what, eight years? Something like that, yeah. Seven mm-hmm. years. Young team uh, and a guy who was not really – people didn't really have too much faith in, really. Mm-hmm. So he did a pretty good job. If it wasn't for what the what happened in the playoffs, I think Kevin Cash, I think, is probably the pick. Mm-hmm. But what happened with the playoffs in the World Series, I think – See, that's that's got to be stuck in people's minds. Yeah. So I think Montoya gets the gets the edge there, and I think Rick Renteria, um, as good as the White Sox were, uh, people kind of know that he's not the greatest of managers, and that he he is not there anymore. So that's gonna hurt him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I think that Kevin Cash is my pick, um, not my personal pick. Like I wouldn't vote for him. I would actually be more in your camp of Charlie Montoya. But I do think Kevin Cash is going to win it just because I feel like they, the MLB and the voters just love the Rays. They like Kevin Cash. I just think that the way the vote's going to go, I think that Kevin Cash is going to win it. But I would personally vote for Charlie Montoya for your point. The Blue Jays uh, making the playoffs, uh, being competitive, making it for the first time in a, in a little bit. Not having a hometown. Yeah, yeah. The kind of not a roller coaster of a season so much as, uh, as um, almost starting from behind, not having your home field and – you know, I, I think that he did a good job. I think Kevin Cash did a good job. I think Rick, Rick Renteria did a good job. Uh, although, I think Kevin Cash and Rick Renteria had a little bit more talented field to play with. So, it might have made them look a little better. But, yeah, I think Kevin Cash is going to win it. But my personal vote would probably go to Charlie Montoya. Uh, so, let's move on then to the NL Manager of the Year. Uh, the three finalists are uh, Jace Tingler for the Padres, David Ross for the Cubs, and Don Mattingly of the Marlins. Um, so, what do you think is looking... Who do you think the leader is in this uh, manager of the year one? Well, I think uh, uh, Manley wins for the NL. Now, I was always skeptical of Manley's ability to be a manager just because he's, you know, never really won as a player, which you can't really fault a guy for that. 
but as a, as a coach, as a manager, bench coach, stuff like that, he's never really been great. He was kind of the start of the Dodgers. They had some real good teams, couldn't win with them. Mm-hmm. You know, as a bench coach with Joe Torre and coach with the Yankees and stuff, could never really, never really win. So I always thought he was like a, a kind of like a Rick Renteria, where I think he was a little bit, little bit better than Rick Renteria, but that same kind of like he's good, but mm-hmm. you, you're kind of always looking for someone else. Yeah, so that's kind of how I always thought his career was with coaching. But he did a great job this year. Yeah, I think he's the pick. Dan Ross, I just think the you know, the Cubs just didn't do enough. There was too much talent there for him to really have to make real tough decisions. Yeah, and they really didn't do enough to prove. Oh, like oh, he made a big difference. Mm-hmm. And then for the Padres, I think that guy. Yeah, uh, no one knows who he is. So he's already starting behind. Mm-hmm. And what he did with the with the with Tatis hitting the ball, the Grand Slam, and then those comments, I think that people didn't like that. So yeah. I think he started way behind with, with those two things. But I wouldn't be surprised. But I, I think Maddenly, because the Marlins really came out of nowhere. Um, and he's, you know, everyone likes Don Maddenly. So he's kind of already starting ahead. Yeah. So I think I think Don Maddenly wins NL Manager of the Year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, Don Maddenly is probably who I would vote for and uh, who I think is going to win it. David Ross, I don't think uh, is probably. I wouldn't say he's in the running because he's top three, but like I don't, I don't know how you could vote for David Ross when you know they lose to the Marlins in the first round. You know, a lot of talent in that team. It just you know they didn't get the job done. Jace Tingler, uh, I could see getting some votes considering that they lo- they like the Padres. Padres very exciting. Kind of didn't come out of nowhere, obviously, but uh, kind of came and kind of not shocked the world. But they 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 played well and they were a little bit underdogs. Um, so I could see him getting a few votes. I could see him finishing second. But I think Mattingly, uh, for what the Marlins had to deal with with the COVID outbreak and uh, really the adversity they kind of had all season and making it past the Cubs and and making it to ALDS uh, or the NLDS. Uh, granted, they you know they ran into the Braves and we know how that happened. But um, they did a good job. Don Mattingly's a good coach. I'm surprised they didn't put Dave Roberts on here um, because I feel like they love Dave Roberts, even though I'm not a big fan of his managing. <laughs> I don't know if many people are, but. So it's good to see the um, maybe a little uh, different cast of characters nominated for manager, which is good. So move on to rookie of the year. Um, a little got some exciting, you know, young talent out in the MLB right now, and still not necessarily rookies, but some guys that are real young talent. So it's uh, kind of looking forward to the future of baseball. So we'll start in the AL, where your finalists are Kyle Lewis, Luis Robert, and Christian Javier, who is a, uh, I believe, a reliever for the Astros, right? Or was he? A, was he like kind of? Uh, I think it was. Yeah, he might do both. That's it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a reliever, but I could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, I'll shoot it over to you. Who do you think out of Kyle Lewis, Luis Robert, and Christian Javier? Who do you think's the rookie of the year? Well, I think uh, they all had really good years. I think uh, Luis Robert is unbelievable. Oh yeah. I think he's really just an unbelievable talent uh, and a superstar. But I, I, Kyle Lewis had an unbelievable year. I think Kyle Lewis. I think Kyle Lewis wins it. I think Luis Robert has the extra vote or two on his side to start off because people really like him and they know he's a really great superstar in, at all aspects of the game. Uh, the team obviously did better, mm-hmm. team went farther, but Kyle Lewis had a great year with not much in their lineup. Mm-hmm. I think I think Kyle Lewis wins it. I think I I'd vote for Luis Robert. Mm-hmm. I also like Luis Robert, but I think it's a toss up between those two. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, I think Kyle Lewis, Kyle Lewis ends up winning, but I, I kind of like Luis Robert. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I agree. I think uh, Luis Robert is going to be um, is going to be a star of the game. I don't think that 
uh, him necessarily maybe not winning rookie of the year is going to be a reflection on his career. I think he's going to be great. I think he is great. Um, but I think Kyle Lewis uh, is probably who's going to win. I have a hard time deciding between the two. I think I'd probably have to vote for Kyle Lewis just because I think he had a little bit better year. But, I mean, the two guys just really came on strong and played well for their teams. Um, you could see the, the the argument for Luis Robert is that they uh, that they were in it. You know, they were in the playoffs. He had an impact on his team. It's Kyle Lewis was kind of just on a team that wasn't really as competitive. You know, that kind of plays in the argument too. But Luis, I, Luis Robert defensively is better. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, not, not that Kyle Lewis isn't good, but Luis Robert had better. So, offensively, Kyle Lewis might have put up better stats. Defensively, Luis Robert put up better stats. So yeah. kind of, obviously, offense carries more, but, you know, you can kind of see where they split there. Yeah, yeah, because it's worth mentioning. I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit, but Luis uh, Robert winning a, a gold glove, um, you know, that's big right there, especially in his rookie season. So, I expect both of them to get a lot of votes. Um, I think Kyle Lewis will win it, but uh, if, if, you know, if Luis Robert did win it, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It makes sense. So then let's move on to the NL for the rookie of the year here. Uh, your finalists are Jake Cronenworth, Alec Boehm, and Devin Williams. Three guys that really had a great year. Uh, Devin Williams in particular had a really good pitching year. So who do you think uh, is the favorite here for NL rookie of the year? I think Alec Boehm. I think he really is the favorite. He wasn't much, I think a couple at-bats, a couple plate appearances away from being eligible for the batting title mm-hmm. and winning the batting title high prospect. Uh, he really kept the Phillies afloat. Um, and he's he's a really good player. People mm-hmm. know about him. That, that always helps being known, being mm-hmm. liked. He was supposed to be a top prospect. He is a top prospect and he came up and played well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to win. I, I You know, pitchers, it's hard with pitchers, you know, especially relief pitchers. Mm-hmm. And in a year where you only had 60 games, so the pitcher might only have 40 innings, 30 innings, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, it really makes it tough. You don't get that 200 innings. Oh, man, look at how he dominated all year. It's like mm. 60 innings, you know, or 30 innings, whatever. It's like, eh. So I think uh, Alec Bone, Cronenworth had a good year, but take him off the Padres. I don't see, you don't see much of a... Yeah, much of a boost. Yeah, you don't see much of a, you know, like, oh, man, they needed him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Obviously, he had a big part, obviously, but he's like, it, it, he's not the, the key factor there. Um, And no one really, and again, no one really knows him. <clears throat> yeah. And Devin Williams, no one really knows. You know, if he didn't win the relief reward mm. no one would know him so i think alec bohm wins it um again i think what he did with the phillies to keep them afloat was was really big yeah i agree uh i, I can't argue with anything there i i think alec bohm's gonna win it he would be my vote um he had a great year like he said he was just off the pace for the for the batting title devin williams obviously uh shout out to him he had a great year jay cronenworth had a good year too he's gonna be exciting but you know i i think that alec bohm like he says a little bit not necessarily a household name, but he's a little bit more well-known around the baseball sphere. And, and I think that he might get more votes. Maybe like that'll edge out some, some of these guys, but I think he'll get the majority of the votes. I think he deserves it. And uh, like you said, uh, you know, he carried, he helped carry the Phillies, even though they obviously didn't go to the playoffs like they wanted. He was a big part of that in trying to get them there. So yeah, I think Alec Bohm's going to win it. Uh, let's move on to the Cy Young awards. Um, I think both of them, one in particular is a foregone conclusion, I think, but the second one might be a little, a little competitive. We'll see what happens to the voters, but uh, let's start in the AL. I don't know if there's much real argument here, but who do you think's the favorite in the AL? It's, uh, by the way, before you go, uh, Shane Bieber, uh, Hunjin Ryu, and Kenta Maeda. Uh, well, first, I like to think uh, Ryu and uh, Maeda both were on the Dodgers at one time together, 
Um, I think they I've seen something where it's like that's just uh, one of the few times it's happened where the previous year they're on the same team and the next year they're the finalists for Cy Young on two different teams. Mm-hmm. Two two new teams. Yeah. Not like one's still on the team and one's gone. Mm-hmm. Two, both of them are on two different teams. Um, they both had great years. But Shane Bieber's the pick. Um, the only thing, you know, his, the lasting impact in people's minds is him getting beat by the Yankees in the playoffs, getting roughed up. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't take away from what he, what he did. He had a great year, a lot of strikeouts in a shortened shortened season, and really catapulted the Indians into the playoffs. Without Shane Bieber, I mean, they're really uh, – I don't think they're in the playoffs. Yeah. In that tough division. I don't think they're – they might make it, might, mm-hmm. might sneak in, but I don't think uh, without him, you know, I don't think they make it. But uh, he was dominant, and uh, he just – he's exactly what you think of when you see think of the Cy Young. Look at his stats. You see him pitching up. That's the Cy Young. Yeah, uh, I think I'm pretty sure he won the triple crown of pitching, the innings and uh, the strikeouts and ERA and 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 that stuff. But um, I think he's pretty obvious. I mean, shout out to Maeda and Ryu having good years. Um, I think that even Dallas Keuchel, guys like that, their years went a little understated because of how good Shane Bieber was, Lance Lynn, guys like that. But yeah, Bieber just totally dominated. Obviously, like you said, the lasting impression is is getting beaten in the playoffs, which doesn't um, doesn't help his case. But I don't think you really could have. I don't know what you could have done to really hurt his case at this point. It was just yeah. he had such a good season. Yeah. And I think his top competitor really is Ryu. Mm. And his lasting impact is even worse than Bieber's. Yeah. Because he would get roughed up for like eight runs. So, And then Maeda, I don't think, really gets credited for how good he, he is. I think people still see him as like that utility relief starting pitcher. And then the Twins falling flat on their face in the playoffs. Yeah. So everyone kind of went out with a bad taste in their mouth out of these bunch. But Shane Bieber, obviously wasn't as bad and played a real good team and was dominant all year long. So you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, he's, I think he's going to be running away to pick. I don't even know if the other guys will even get one of the first place, but you know, I, I don't know what will happen, but yeah, Bieber should be running away. Then the NL Cy Young candidates are Trevor Bauer, Jacob DeGrom, Hugh Darvish, uh, all had really good years. Uh, Hugh Darvish really turned it around here. I think he had a great year. Uh, DeGrom obviously continues his dominance and Trevor Bauer, I mean, the shortened season, I think, really helped him, but he's obviously a good pitcher. So uh, who do you think out of this bunch? Who do you think is going to win? Well, I think um, Bauer wins it. Uh, another one where I think his stats really show that he was about the best pitcher um, in the NL, if not all baseball. He's just a couple complete games, a couple range-shortened complete games, or, or a doubleheader complete games, the seven-inning mm-hmm. ones, so that kind of helps your stats. Um, like Cole. And call that two of those. Yeah. Um, so Bauer got a couple stats there. It helped. But, um, I mean, he was dominant. He really helped keep the Reds afloat. And his lasting impact was unbelievable. Yeah. In the playoffs, he pitched unbelievable. So that's great for him. Um, he's a free agent coming into the, you know, coming off of this year. But you just got to think what is his, uh, all his weird comments and actions and stuff like that. Where does that put him with the writers? Does that hurt him? Does that help him? Yeah, that's true. You don't really know. Uh, Darvish, I think, had a great year. I wouldn't be surprised if Darvish really finishes close to first because mm-hmm. he had a great year, bounce back, uh, you know, bounce back player of the year could easily be or comeback player of the year. Is, you know, I think easily could be Darvish. Sure. Um, fall hard, came back second half of last year. He pitched well. Mm-hmm. Um, he got his accuracy, his control back, um, and he was really uh, might, maybe better this year than he might have ever been. Yeah, I agree. All five pitches, six, seven pitches, whatever he's got, mm-hmm. his velocity was there. His his manner on the mound, you see, you know, he gets a couple of hits or whatever. He didn't get flustered. Yeah. Um. He really was, I think, really the only shining light the Cubs had. 
Yeah. Bias down here, Contreras, I don't even know if he played. That's how you don't even remember him out there. Mm-hmm. Bryant, terrible. Rizzo, after the first week or so, struggled. Hayward played well. Hayward was, you know, and then Darvish. So he pitched, you know, great year. And then you get to DeGrom, um, who continue, you know, continues to have good years. I just, um, the Mets being not a great team and him not coming away with wins affects him. I don't think, you know, I'm one of the guys who I don't think DeGrom should have multiple Cy Youngs. Mm-hmm. And I think it should have been hard fought for him to get the one. But, it, you know, if he would have got the one, you know, it is what it is. But you got to, you know, oh, he doesn't have control over wins. Well, you got to win games, though. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to help win. And those games that you do get two runs, you don't have to go up 2 2. Oh, you go, how many games does he come out when they only give him one run or they're losing one nothing? There's not that many, as many games as that as people think. Mm-hmm. To think that it happens all the time. Um, I believe it was, you know, single digit game number in the last two years that that's happened with him. So you go, oh, well, but you got to win some games. That's how it is. Yes, strikeouts are, you know, up there, ZRA is up there, but, you know, or down, ZRA, whatever, however you want to yeah, go yeah. about it. But, you know, he kind of pitches, sometimes he pitches to his competition. There's games where you go, oh, man, they gave him three runs. That should be enough. Yeah. He should be able to get through, and then six, seven innings, he gives up three runs. So, hmm. Yeah, that's not a bad start. Don't get me wrong, but you know your offense is score. You got to win that game. Mm-hmm. You got to come away with nine. You know you can't you can't win with nine nine wins in a normal season. It's hard to do that. You yeah. got to come away with 12, 13, 14, 15 wins, fifteen and two, fifteen and four. You know twelve and four. Uh, you know I think he won the Cy Young nine and ten, his first year. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even five hundred. So, I mean yeah, he, you know oh, he doesn't get wins. He doesn't get run support. Then how did he get ten losses? Now if he was like nine and three, nine and four, you know, at least that helps a little bit. Yeah. He still had ten losses. Yeah. So I'm one of the people that thinks that you do need to win some games. Obviously, the team doesn't help, and he is one of the best pitchers in baseball. But I mean, you gotta win games. Yeah. I still, I still do agree with the being able to having the win games. Not they don't have to be the most wins, but you gotta show that okay, my stats all round are good. Not just the sabermetrics, not just the strikeouts, not just the ERA. You know, it's gotta be all round. So you gotta have some wins. I know Felix won one year. I think he was 12 and 11. Yeah. Um, but again, 12 wins. Over 500. Yeah. As I just mentioned before, DeGrom was nine wins and under 500 his first year he won a Cy Young. It's like, Philly, you break it down, he's he got you nine wins, he got you ten losses. If you want to just be black and white about it, you know, real old school, you know, he was minus one on the mound. Obviously, that's not the case with the war and all what he what he produces, but black and white, he was minus one. Great pitcher, though, and, you know, just some bad luck. And for me, um, like in Chris Sale, uh, very similar. Mm-hmm. Very similar. Chris Sale, guy who never got run support with the White Sox, even with the Red Sox. Yeah. He got like, Priscilla would get 12.1 runs a game when mm-hmm. he was pitching for them. And Sale would get 12 runs a whole year. Yeah. So, sure. you know, I get it. It's frustrating, but you do got to win games. Um, I think DeGrom uh, should finish third easily this year. And I think he should be kind of happy he got two Cy Youngs right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I really think he should easily have maybe just one. And I think that would be <laughs> hard for. I wouldn't have voted for him. Mm. Any of the years, mm. if I was had a vote, I wouldn't have voted for, him. just because you know you got to win games. That's kind of how I am. I I know some people are like, oh well, he was the best pitcher. It's like, but his stats got to show it all the way around, and he didn't do that. That's like saying just the guy with the most home runs wins MVP. Yeah, yeah you got to be all the way around. Your mm. average got to be pretty good. Your RBI's got to be pretty good. You know, even defensively, you got to be pretty good. Mm. You can't just be like, oh well, you know, he batted three three thirty this year. We have one home run, ten RBIs. What does that do? It's true. And, you know, you take the ground off the Mets, where do they go? From not in the playoffs to not in the playoffs. 
Sure. So how valuable is he? You can use that po- point to, you know, as well. Yeah, I uh, I am a little softer on the win stat. You know, we talked about this many a times. I am more about the strikeouts, innings, you know, the ratios, sure. so ERA, which is important. I, I don't think you would say that that's not important, but yeah. I'm just a little softer. I Not that, you know, say someone wins a side. Look at uh, Cliff Lee that one year. You always talk about he had a... You had him in fantasy. Had like he had like no wins. Um, You know, there's sometimes when it's inexcusable, and there's sometimes where you know I think I think Degrom that one year had a one point seven six year something ridiculous, and at that point I'm like, all right, you know, he was just good. That's just is what it is. So I'm a little softer on the wins personally, but we've talked about this many a time. So uh, I think we both know where we fall on that. I think you know, I don't. I'm I'm not the old school, complete old school with that. Mm. Like, oh, well, got the most wins. I'm more in the middle ground. Yeah, where it's like, well, I do like wins, but I do understand. I do like the other stats too. You need you need to have an all around thing. Yeah, that's where I am. So I'm in in more of the middle ground, but I do like the wins. So that's kind of where I sit. I think you're, if uh, scale one to ten, you know, one being complete old school and ten being this complete saber matrix, I'm probably sitting at a, you know, five, five and a half, six, um, on that scale, and you're probably sitting probably seven, seven and a half, eight. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, sure. You know, seventy five percent of it. I'm more in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we're at. And that's kind of where, for the most part, we're pretty similar in a lot of these. Oh, yeah. Old school versus new school stuff. We're kind yeah. of sitting in the middle. It's like, okay, some of it's all right. And, you know, a lot of it's overboard. Yeah, I would say among our age bracket of fans in MLB, we're probably more old school than most of them. I would, if I had to guess, yeah, I would say. like, for our uh, demographic, we're probably like, uh, where's the cotton uniform? Big bag of uniforms, no numbers. That's yeah. where we are. Yeah, we're very old school. Yeah, in our demographic, but for the game of baseball, I think we're in a in a grayish middle ground. Yeah, sure. Just to quickly move on from the from the Cy Young here, I think Bauer's going to win it. Um, I agree with you on that. I think Darvish would probably come in second. I think Darvish was awesome this year. Um, it was great to see that he had a great, good year like that because he's always kind of been good. He just a little inconsistency throughout his career. Some bad luck. Um, yeah. And the Dodgers, you know, when he was at the World Series, and people really got on him. Yeah, so sure. I'm just kind of glad to see him kind of uh, rebound and kind of get himself, you know, back being himself. Yeah, so. and Degrom just didn't do enough, uh, in my opinion, really in most, if not all, the stats. So I think he he had a good year. It probably uh, yeah, one of the better pitchers in baseball. Yeah. So I mean, you can't take that away from him, but I just think that he probably comes in third and he gets some votes. Or he may get some votes because people love him. So uh, yeah, I think Bauer's gonna win. He had a great year. Um, I don't know in a 162 game season where these guys would have all ended up, but it is what it is. So I think, uh, I think Bauer's going to win it. Now let's move on to the big boys here. The kind of the bigger or biggest awards you could argue, uh, at least for position players for sure. So the AL MVP candidates are DJ LeMahieu, Jose Abreu and Jose Ramirez. So I think I know where you are on this. Cause there's one gentleman on the list we both like, but who do you think is going to win it? Or who, who would you vote for? Now? See, this is a mess. Because I think all three of these players on this list don't get credited for what they what they do. So when I see these three names on there, I'm like, well, someone's going to kind of break that curse or break that string. Abreu, I mean, he leads the league in RBIs every year and no one cares. Now we have the White Sox are better. Maybe people care, but no one cares. No one cares that Abreu leads the league in RBIs. He's one of the best offensive first basements. Mm-hmm. His defense does struggle at times, but he's, he's one of the best players mm-hmm. offensively. Uh, Jose Ramirez does everything. Switch hitter, um, steals bases, home runs. You know, he's like the the opposite of Lindor in a personality standpoint. I always thought because Lindor's smiling and goofing around and Jose Ramirez is, he goofs around, but he's, he's always got like a straight face. 
Yeah, he's a little more serious. He's always got that straight... Even when he's goofing around, he's just got a straight face. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even... Doesn't even care that you're you're talking to him or whatever. Yeah. Lindor be goofing around. He's a straight face, like ready to go. Hmm. So he's kind of you know he kind of the opposite of Lindor there. But um, I like Jose Ramirez. I just think he's too hot, too cold, to really show that he's an MVP. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I was, I mean he's a great player. I think you're gonna get to Lemayhu. I think his value was shown when he wasn't there for a couple games, because they were like one in ten or one in eight. It wasn't that many games. I think it was like one and eight, maybe one and six, Something one like and that. seven. Yeah. His games that he was there because he missed about a week and a half, week and a half to two two weeks. He missed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you get off days and whatnot, so it wasn't a bunch of games. But I mean, a dominant player. Another one who doesn't really get the credit his whole career. Now that he's in New York in the spotlight and makes the playoffs more than he did with Colorado, he gets more credit. Mm-hmm. But he's a dominant player. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he's better than the other two. Mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez is not bad defensively, above average. But let me use a Gold Glove. Uh, defensive player and multiple positions. Abreu is probably average, if not just below average. Um, yeah. Mayhew is a gold glover, um, batting title, uh, hit home runs, hit out RBIs, a constant in the lineup, um, and played well in the playoffs. Um, I think Mayhew, just by making that list, the finalist, surprised me, not because of his year, but surprised me that people are crediting him, you know, giving him the credit. And that made me feel that if they're going to give him the credit to make that list, there's, there's push there to make him the MVP. Sure. That's what's, that's what's making it, you know. Otherwise, it's a Brayu. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it's flat out a Brayu. But I think the fact that they made that push to put LeMayu there, because you could have put Voight there if you're just for the Yankees. Yeah. You could have put Voight there. You know, there's a few other guys. In the, you could have put Trout there again. Great yeah. year. You know, mm-hmm. you could have put Rendon there. You know, he I think he had ended up having a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some struggles there, but he ended up having, I think, a, a very good year. You know, you, there's a bunch of players in the AL you could have been like, oh, man, they could have put that. But they put LeMayu there. You know, mm. over Voight, too. Yeah. Which was, was you know... So I think the fact that they, they pushed to put him as a finalist is gives me that feeling like they'll push him that far, they'll push him to the MVP. So that's what I think. But I, I think Abreu, I, I really think it's a toss-up. Mm. I think LeMayu, I also want LeMayu. So it mm-hmm. gives me that little extra edge. Jose Abreu got a great shot. I think, you know, Jose Ramirez had a great year. I just don't know. I think people just know about his kind of ups and downs throughout mm. his seasons. It's not as more, it's not as consistent as an MVP. He's mm. really, really hot and gets really cold. I think it's a little too much up and down. And I think that kind of hurts an MVP's, you know, chance or an MVP finalist's chance mm. being that so, such hot and so cold. Yeah. You kind of like that more consistent, like he's hot, he's really good. And when he's cold, he's still like, you know, a 230, 240 hitter for the week instead of being like, oh, he's terrible, you know, 0 for 50. Yeah. Is the one year was not good start the year Yeah, um, for a month Yep, and then he's unbelievable for a month it's like yeah, he wanted that more middle ground so I think that hurts Jose Ramirez but I think that LeMayu and I'm voting LeMayu but I have no problem with any of them really yeah that's where I'm at too I, I think that you take Jose Ramirez off the Indians that's big um, Jose Abreu has a little bit more of a cast around him but I think you take Jose Abreu and his RBIs off that team big and LeMayu, LeMayu you take off the Yankees I mean that's a completely different team so all these guys are important to their team, so there's really an argument there for all of them. And they all made the playoffs, so there's that. You know, Yankees went the furthest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. You know, you got one AL leader in average, you got an AL leader in RBIs, Jose Ramirez, an all-around player. Um, my personal pick, the person I do think is going to win it is Jose Abreu. I think he had the RBIs, he was there right there in home runs, had a good average. Um, like you said, a little below average defensively. I don't know if that really will affect the vote much. Because I don't know if any of these guys are really like defensive wizards. You know, LeMahieu, like you said, Gold Glover. 
Um, but I don't know if they're like known for their defense. I would, you know, if I could make an argument, I have a hard time voting against LeMahieu. Uh, I really thought I was with you. I thought Voight was going to be here, the home run ball, and and uh, he was kind of in the lineup all year, and and it seemed like he almost maybe like uh, put him as like an underdog, you know, because Voight probably wasn't even considered for MVP when the season started. I would think. So I really thought Voight was going to be here, but we have LeMahieu. I'm glad to see that they are considering how valuable he is as a player, how valuable he was to the Yankees and has been. And that's why I think, like I said, if they pushed him now hard to get him as a finalist, there's got to be some sort of movement or, or push um, with the writers and, 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 the, and the voters to make him the MVP. Yeah. If he, you know, if he didn't make this list, I would be like, yeah, he is really kind of like an MVP candidate. But if he didn't make this list, you would have just kind of go about your business because you're like, yeah, that makes sense. They don't really give credit to him that yeah. much. All three of these guys. Um, but I seen him on that list. I said, well, you know, if they they went that far, they'll, maybe they'll go the rest of the way and give him that MVP. And I think he's, well, I don't know how he is personally, but, uh, well, I kind of know how he is personally. He doesn't say anything. Mm. But most players are sitting here going, oh, man, if I win this MVP award and I go into free agency, phew. Yeah. So, but I don't think he, you know, he could sign a one-year, $1 million deal tomorrow and he wouldn't care. Yeah, he'd be he's happy. happy that he's playing baseball. Yeah, um, I think that Abreu's going to take it. I would probably vote for Abreu but it's going to be close and like like you said I think it might be a toss-up we'll see how the voters are gonna vote and no discredit to Jose Ramirez had a great year I think like you said the inconsistency I think is a problem with voters but a great player Jose Ramirez I think he deserves to be on here and another thing I always thought which I know it's kind of like the playoff idea all the playoffs don't really hurt your Maybe you played good in the playoffs. The other guys hold. I think the, the three of them played pretty well in the playoffs. Yeah. I always thought the consistency throughout years helps you when you're an MVP finalist. Yeah. Because that was a big difference in why Judge didn't win it over Altuve that year. It's because Altuve had three, four years of being really good. Yeah. And Judge had one. I think that's like that that last percentage. If it's like a toss up, that goes to your head. It's like, wow, man, he's been good for a couple of years now. Yeah, he almost deserves it at this point. He's been yeah, so it's just good like, so well, long. Yeah, it's like, well, he's an MVP. It it's almost feel like it's part of the MVP. You're not just like, oh, he's a one year wonder. It's like, wow, this guy's been pretty good for a while. It gets in that back of your head, like like the last your last image of a player. You know, mm-hmm. before the rewards, it's like, what was his last image? Well, he played. He didn't play great. That's in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. I think the consistency throughout years, um, you know, Abreu. Leading the, leading the league in RBIs every year, but no one really credits him that. And the White yeah. Sox not being great, his years been good, but never really considered dominant. While LeMayu had two really, really good years here. Sure. Um, and really getting more credit as we go. So I think that could help him. That might edge him that one extra vote at the end. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think this is going to be one of the more uh, competitive or more uh, up-in-the-air choices, maybe. I'm not sure yet. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. In the NL, I think there's a snub here, personally. I, I think you might feel the same way. Uh, but the finalists for NL MVP are Mookie Betts, Manny Machado, and Freddie Freeman. Uh, all had really great years. All propelled their team uh, into the playoffs and and kind of kind of deep into the playoffs, especially in the Dodgers and Braves case. So who do you think uh, – I'm interested to see who you think is going to win the NL MVP. Yeah, I think the it's funny because I think the both MVP awards – kind of have the same type of players there where you have one guy's a free agent, LeMayu, AL, and else. Well, no, you don't got a, you don't got, you don't got Azuna there. Yeah, that's, yeah, I was yeah. going to get into that. Because Azuna should be there. That's right. Azuna's your NL MVP. Yeah. That's really how it should be. But um, if you know, Azuna's not there for some crazy reason. Yeah, I don't understand um, Freddie Freeman should be your NL MVP. Mm-hmm. Freddie Freeman should really be. 
you know, he's was dominant. Um, carried the Braves. Consistency throughout years helps him. Defensively helps him tremendously. Yep. Um, I think Machado had a great year, but people are going to, you know, discredit him because of, of uh, Tetsis mm. and some of the moves they made and some of the other players. So he'll get some discredit there. Um, Mookie Betts is, is loved. Gets a lot of... <laughs> A lot of credit and votes and awards, you know, because of people like him so much. Not that he's not good, but I think, he, you know, he might have stole an award or steal some spots here or some votes or whatever because of, you know, being well-liked. You know, a good catch is a greatest catch for him yeah. kind of thing. He's one of those guys. And there's nothing really wrong with that, but, you know, sometimes you look at it and you're like, oh, he just caught a fly ball. He's not the greatest play. You're yeah. like, that's the greatest play. So um, he's well-beloved, though, um, and he had a good year. Um, but I think Freddie Freeman is the MVP. Another one, it's, it's about time he kind of gets that uh, top level of, uh, you know, credit. And he's just had a great year. He really did. And he's just a, he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Mr. Brave right now. Mm. But, um, God, Marcelo Zuna is your MVP, really. That's, Marcelo Zuna yeah. should be your I mean, almost won triple crown. Yeah, I mean, there's no that, excuse. That's like saying Miggy that year, if he missed the average by two points, he wasn't he wasn't the MVP. That's crazy. We can say all the had a great year that year, but you want Break down a triple crown, you know. Uh, Marcel Zuna was what three thirty eight this year, average. Mm, something like that, yeah. Eighteen home runs. Mm-hmm. What do you have? Sixty eight RBIs mm-hmm. in sixty games. You double that's one hundred and twenty something, and then the season's almost triple his number. You know, it's one hundred sixty two triple sixties one eighty. It's almost mm-hmm. triple his RBI numbers. Numbers just about triple them. Where you're sitting, about two hundred RBIs. I was gonna say historic a, levels. Yeah, take some off because obviously it's not quite tripled. Yeah, you're talking about one hundred eighty. 170, 180, 190 RBIs. Yeah, crazy amounts. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, uh, defensively, he showed back that he's, you know, better defensively than he showed in the last year or two. Um, he looked healthy. His arm looked healthy. You know, he was like an average defender for a couple of years there. He was kind of below. But, I mean, he he was a kid, he was really a wild card with that team when they signed him. Like, mm-hmm. this guy could be good, but you don't really know. The reason he played he played that good propelled them even farther. Yeah, Freddie Freeman will take you to the NL, you know, to the playoffs, NLDS, and maybe the NLCS. Freddie Freeman's that good, but Marcel Zuna gave him that deep, real deep, like, you know, one game away from really winning the World Series, because he was that dominant. I agree. So I think Marcel Zuna should be on this list. I, I think the only reason is because Fred Freeman had such a great. And it's like, oh, you can't put two guys, two guys on there. You mm. know, it takes away from each other. I mean, Azuna. I mean, I don't know. Unbelievable. Mm. He had an unbelievable year. Yeah. I, I, I when I, when the finalists came out, I mean, yeah, th- these three guys, you can't take anything away from them. But to not see Marcelo Zuna's name shocked me, frankly. I thought he was. A, I actually was preparing to get ready to call him the winner. I'm like, I'm not even kidding. Uh, that being said, I mean, the field for the NL MVP is what it is. Um, we've got Mookie Betts, Machado, and Freeman. I guess maybe the thought being, you don't want to put two Braves on there, or you would have rather have Freeman up there than Marzuna. I'm not sure what the what the thought process is, but. Um, I think Betts is going to win it. I think Mookie's going to win it. Uh, my personal vote would probably go to Freddie Freeman, but I know that Mookie had a great year. Uh, they won the World Series. I think there's a little bump there with the vote. Um, I think he was big in the World Series. So that gets a little bump. Um, his defense is great. I mean, actually, all these guys have great defense. I mean, that's just is what it is. Oh, yeah. Um, Dominant defense. Yeah, that's yeah. they're like top tier. They all have a great bat um, consistently, too. Like these are These three guys are, are consistent every year. You know what you're getting out of them. Yeah, these could be the finalists the next two years. Exactly. And no one has said a word. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, I think Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball. Uh, I think he gets it. I think he gets a bump from the vi- uh, the voters. But, you know, I mean, Manny Machado, great year, helped carry that 
awesome Padres lineup this year. Uh, Freddie Freeman is just always, he's always awesome. And uh, I think I, I probably would vote for Freddie Freeman personally. I think, I think that he's, um, as far as valuable, I think that he is probably the most valuable player on the, on the Braves. And I think that it goes, extends to the, yeah, extends to the, to the league personally. He's like, I would compare him team wise, like LeMayu. We are like, well, look, these guys are good. Acuna is like, you know, you kind of can compare them importance-wise to the team like Judge. Like, this guy's dominant as they come. Yeah. But, you know, you kind of got to be out there, and, you know, they get through hot and cold streaks. Freddie Freeman's always there. He's like, yeah. he's the guy that you always can depend on. He's always going to get a hit. He's always going to be there in the big moments. Yeah. Kind of like LeMayhew. That's why I was going to compare kind of Freeman and them. Um, but I think Freeman should be the MVP, and I think Azuna um, just got... I, I don't know what it is. You know, I think if you didn't put Freeman there, you go, well, how is Freeman not on there? If you don't put Azuna on, you're like, you really say, how is he not on there? Mm-hmm. I think Machado is a little bit of a surprise, but not a surprise. It's like, well, yeah, well, I can kind of see that. It was like LeMahieu. Mm-hmm. You kind of put him on there. Like, well, he really should be there, but you're like, I'm kind of surprised they did that. Yeah. That's a, yeah, you're surprised that the writers sometimes are actually making probably what is the good call, you know? So, except for in the case of Ozuna, I mean, that's, I think that's, yeah, yeah that's and, bad. And we'll but. see here too, I think, with Mookie Betts. Does the fact that Ballinger won MVP last year hmm. as a Dodger, does that affect them to go, oh, we can't vote for a Dodger back-to-back MVP? That might run and through think, some people's and, minds. I think Kershaw won one a couple years ago. It's like, do we keep voting for these Dodgers? Does that affect anybody? Maybe not. But I'm sure somebody, fewer the voters are out there going, eh. Even if it's a passing thought that, that helps change your vote, you know, yeah, right it, it's out there. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it changes one vote. Or maybe yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to give him a second-place vote. Maybe you go, eh, let's give him a third-place vote now. Mm. Whatever it is, it could change the whole thing. Sure, you never know. So those are our, uh, at least, predictions uh, and our opinions on the finalists for all the major awards. So what we've still got are the gold gloves. Uh, these are, like like I said at the top of the show, these are foregone conclusions. So I'm just going to run through them. Uh, I'm going to go through uh, every position in the AL, and we'll just kind of give our thoughts, uh, who sticks out to us, who is obvious, you know, stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to start in the AL, you know, go first base into the outfield and then finish with the catcher and the pitcher. So the first base gold glove in the AL is Evan White. Uh, a little surprised. I'm, you know, this whole list is surprising, but second base Cesar Hernandez, shortstop J.P. Crawford, third base Isaiah Connor Falefa, uh, left field Alex Gordon, uh, center field Luis Robert, uh, right field Joey Gallo, catcher Roberto Perez, and pitcher Griffin Canning. So out of those positions, I mean, what you know, I think the outfield is a little more solid as guys that you pretty kind of like. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but the infield is, uh, and, and the pitcher too. I, I mean, I I never really look at pitcher defensive stats personally. I I could see you doing that. I could see you going through and and poking through that stat. But um, the infield to me is um, a little strange. A little uh, strange picks here. Yeah, I think Roberto Perez behind the plate is you know doesn't really surprise you. Yeah, it's pretty um, solid. He's pretty defensive. You know, um, Cesar Hernandez second base. I wasn't real real surprised either because no. um, he is a really good player. I mean, really good offensively too. Which I always thought, another thing, in the back of someone's head, having a good offensive year helps your gold glove. I don't know why I always felt that. You can't be up there batting like one. You're like, well, defensively, if it's like a toss-up, I think it might, someone might think, like, well, he, he hit a little bit better. Maybe they'll do that. I always kind of thought that. I think that's that's probably true. I would I would think. Yeah. So, if he has like the same defensive stats, but you batted 300 and he batted, you know, 180, it's like, well, well mm-hmm. look to this guy. So, um, But he's a great player. Um, Evan White uh, was surprising because you had Matt Olson over there, who I think is the best uh, defensive first baseman. Um, I really think maybe in all baseball, maybe maybe like top two. Mm-hmm. Maybe Freddie Freeman's better than him. But, uh, you know, Evan White's uh, – he is really good. 
He's oh, yeah. a really good defender. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to be a real good player. Um, I was just kind of surprised. You just feel like you would have gave it to the guy you kind of know because it was a 60 game season. So mm-hmm. this guy, we all we all know he's good. Yeah. Kind of feel like that's how it was since you didn't have a, a big sample size. Like, well, you give it to the guy you know is really good mm-hmm. consistently. But uh, great for Evan White, um, JP Crawford. I mean, they look at two guys in the same team defensively. Mm-hmm. And he's great defensively, JP Crawford. Oh, yeah. He's got to get his offense better. He's been working on it. But he's great defensively. Mm-hmm. So good, you know, good there. And then uh, Kiner Falefa at third base, I, I don't really understand. No. Um, because um, third base is such a saturated position, especially defensively, as it always is. And you pick a guy who really doesn't play third base consistently. He mm-hmm. catches. He plays second. He plays outfield. He plays first. And you picked him for third base uh, gold glove. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I no. don't think he uh, – not saying he's not a good defender, but there's no reason he should be a gold glove this year. Outfield-wise, Alex Gordon, he's always good defensively and, uh, you know, kind of send off for him. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Luis Robert, you know, he's going to be one of the best defensive outfielders you're ever going to see. Uh, Joey Gallo is a very good outfielder. So, I mean, you know, the gold gloves, they make sense for most of these guys. Falefa is my one that I would say that's, you know, I don't like it. Mm. Uh, but that just, again, proves the point that gold gloves really are, are just a toss-up and they really mean, I hate, I hate to say it because I'm a defensive guy, but it mean nothing. Yeah. He had a guy like Rafael Primera one, you know, one year. He, won, he played 30 games at first base. He won a gold glove. He played 30 games there. Mm-hmm. won the gold glove. And that's not a 60-game season. Yeah. That's 162-game season. He played 30 games. He won a gold glove there. So it, those stats, you know, get tossed up. I believe Jeter won a gold glove at shortstop. I think he might even have a few. You know, you can go look at his stats. He's labeled the, and some and some metrics. He's the worst defensive shortstop by, by metrics. And he's a multiple gold glove winner. It's like, yeah, is he really? Probably not. But, you know, to win multiple gold gloves. Yeah, it's know, like. Oh, Derek G, Ozzie Smith. Who you take it defensively? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, gold gloves, I hate to say, but, it, you know, sometimes they're just a, they're, they really are a crapshoot. Good for these guys to win it, um, get some recognition, especially to some of these teams that aren't great. Alex Gordon with the Royals. Mm. Um, some of the smaller names, J.P. Crawford with the Mariners, Evan White with the Mariners. Cesar Hernandez finally gets some recognition. You know, Luis Robert as a, as a superstar kind of coming up, and Gallo as an offensive superstar. It kind of gives him some defensive credit. Mm. Uh, Griffin Cannon on the mound, um, another angel uh, to show that they do have a pitcher over there. Yeah. Um, so that's good for him. I think he's going to be a really good pitcher coming up. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's good for these guys. And I think um, I think you have to win the gold glove to be the platinum award winner. Out of this bunch, It's it, I find it hard to pick one who's going to be a platinum uh, award winner. Um, but if I – you know, if I if I out of the bunch, I know him. And Luis Robert, he's the best defender on that field. Out of those, out of those people. So yeah, uh, I don't want to sound. I'm not going to go through all of them and sound redundant because I basically agree with you on on all of it. Uh, even the third base, kind of Falefa. Uh, I personally think Gio Urshela. Uh, maybe that's my Yankee bias, but he's he was un unreal. Matt Chapman. Yeah, and that's I don't know what the consideration with Matt Chapman was because he he is the best defender in baseball just about. So I don't know what the consideration there was, maybe because he was hurt. I don't know if that played into it. I but think even Rafael Devers had a really good defensive year. Yeah, he's so not I, a defensive guy. No. So you think, oh man, he really, you know, he proved himself. Let's give him something. Yeah. So and you know, I don't even, you know, I don't think he's a really good defender. But this year, I, I'm pretty sure his stats show that he was pretty good. I mean, this guy's all over at third base. Yeah. All over Jose Ramirez, he's in the MVP. He's telling me he could win a Gold Glove. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who the uh, I can't remember off the top of my head who the finalists were because they do have a, a set of finalists. Um, but like I said, I know Gio was one of them. Uh, he's been unbelievable at third. Um, obviously, his his batting stats helped this year. He had a good year. Um, so I think that that's the one blemish on this list. Um, they all other ones make sense. Um, just to see the names, you know, if a, maybe a more casual fan, you glance at it, you're like, who, 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 who is that? You know, 
yeah, I, I do agree too with Alex Gordon. It might be a nice send off for him. I think that might be. I mean, Grant, Grant, he's a great fielder. That's not, you know, they're not just giving it to him just because. Yeah, yeah, no. But um, that might be a little bit of. There might have been a little incentive there to give him something like that. Well, that and um, you know he plays left field. Yeah, like, well, he is a left fielder. Some of these yeah. outfielders are like, well, he kind of plays left and right and center, like Gallo. Mm-hmm. Now plays right, left, center, first, third. Who the hell else yeah. is playing? But you know. Alex Gordon, you pencil him right in left field. Yeah. He ain't playing nowhere else. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to undermine the, the gold glove here, but I do agree that um, I think it's – I wouldn't say it's worthless, but it's uh, – I don't know if it means as much as people think it does. You can't hang your hat on it. Yeah. Like, well, hell, I want a gold glove. Yeah, there's a guy – Two, three of them. Yeah. You know, some of these guys, you know they know they earned it, but then you kind of look at some of the guys and their stats, you're like, eh, is he good defensively? Did he have a good year? Yeah, but – yeah, it's no. it's it's kind of a crapshoot with some of these guys. There's a guy we're going to talk about here in a sec that deserves it every year oh. in the NL. So, um, so why don't we uh, move on then to the NL? I think the, the the field here makes a little more sense. I think there's a lot more uh, uh, stars here. I think that um, there's a lot of guys that went, yeah, 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 you know, that makes sense. Um, so I'll start, same order. Uh, first base, the NL winner is Anthony Rizzo. Um, second base is Colton Wong. Shortstop is Javier Baez. Third base is Nolan Arenado. Left field is Tyler O'Neill. Center field is Trent Grisham. Right field is Buki Betts. Catcher is Tucker Barnhart. And pitcher is Max Fried. So again, with the pitcher, I can't really speak too much on that. I would assume he's a good fielder. Just for some reason, the Braves, I guess, always have good fielding pitchers. But the field here makes sense. And uh, as I alluded to uh, just a second ago, uh, Nolan Arenado, I mean, he's that's a lock. I mean, he's awesome at third. He's oh. every year... It, both sides of the ball. He's he's one of the greats uh, in, in the in the game right now. Uh, Mookie Betts, obviously. You know, uh, guys that stick out, Javier Baez, Colt Wong. Uh, it's nice to see Tyler O'Neill get credit. Um, I think he goes a little under the radar. I could, Tucker Barnhart, I could see, too, goes a little under the radar. But who do you um, – know, you know, what sticks out to you here? Who do you think makes sense? Who doesn't make sense, you know? Uh, well, Rizzo, they always give a good glove, too. Um, yeah. he's, he's one of the better defenders at first base. Um, he's very good over there. Um, I think as a player in general, I always thought he was just a touch overrated. Just a touch, because his average is never really super, super high. He never hits a bunch of home runs. Yeah. Um, but he's a very good defender. I mean, the play on the tarp is one of the better plays I've seen mm-hmm. um, you know, years ago now. But very good defender. And Colt Wong at second base, he, he might be the best defender. I think he's the best defensive second baseman in all baseball. Yeah. I really think he's, you know, and he could, you can argue he's one of the best defensive middle infielders. You really yeah. can. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's a free agent this year. He's great defensively. His offense does come around. It's not not terrible. Mm-hmm. 52, 60, hits some home runs, uh, speed. Um, but, yeah, uh, I like that pick. Uh, Baez, everyone loves his defense there. Um, some of the sabermetrics show that he's not the number one defensive shortstop that people think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, last year, I believe Paul DeJong was higher than him mm-hmm. in a lot of defensive sabermetrics, mm-hmm. which no one ever gives him credit for his defense. Um, but Baez is a good defender. Um, you know, and for a terrible offense year, you know, it's good to kind of give him his, you know, I guess his credit for defense, um, make him feel like his year wasn't, uh, like, man, I was terrible all right around, you, yeah. goal goal, you know, keep your head up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, third base, he had probably the best defensive third baseman we've seen since, I don't know, Scott Rowland. Sure. I mean, yep. he's unbelievable. Left field, Tyler O'Neill. you know, I like the, I like the Cardinals. I really do like that team. Um, and I think they have some really good talent, young talent. So, um, seeing Tyler O'Neill make it, I was kind of happy there. Center field, Trent Grisham, you know, um, made that stupid play with the Brewers. He kicked the ball in the air, so everyone kind of hated him for it. But he really is a good player, and defensively, you know, had a really good year all the way around. 
I think she surprised some people. And then you got Mookie Betts in right field, who, again, uh, really good defender and people love. Mm-hmm. So he gets that extra vote or two because people really like him. If I had to pick uh, you know, Tucker Barnhart, catcher, I forgot to mention there. Guy doesn't get his credit. Um, offensively, he does struggle at times. But he does come up with some hits, and he gets high at times. But defensively, he's really good. He frames pitch as well. And then Max Fried on the mound. I mean, yeah, pitcher and gold gloves are hard to kind of go by. But you kind of tell when he, he gets himself in good position after his pitches. He jumps off the mound well. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of uh, hard to uh, uh, fluster him with a ball back to him. So, I, you know, it makes sense there. Yeah. So this made more sense, mm-hmm. more to the eye made more sense. If I had to pick a platinum, platinum gold glove winner, mm-hmm. I say, I mean Arenado, I, who I'd pick. Oh yeah. Who I think's gonna get the pick? I think they're gonna give it to Mookie. Yeah. They'll give it to Mookie or Anthony right. Rizzo because they really like Rizzo. But I think if you really break it down, I mean Nolan Arenado, he's gotta be. But there's there's four guys here. Like, mm-hmm. see, if they gave it to Nolan Arenado, I'm like yeah. If you give it to Colton uh, Colton Wong, I'm like, yeah, you really should. But it was like a dark horse kind of. Mm-hmm. Vote. Get to Rizzo, I'm like, yeah, they like him. They, you know, he's really good. And they give to Betts, I'm like, yeah, they like him. He's really good. Or not, I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, he's the best. Yeah. And like yeah. I said with Wong, it's like he'd be a dark horse, but like I wouldn't make, I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. The NL kind of looked and sounded a little bit better when you looked at the names and heard the names. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. AL, you're like, okay, so we have one, two guys that I know. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. just like the average, you know, run of the mill guy or didn't keep up this year because of, you know, cert- you know circumstances. But yeah, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm glad some of these guys got recognition. Tucker Barnhart, Tyler O'Neill, uh, Colton Wong, Trent Grisham, mm-hmm. and then you're you're happy to see some of the guys who you know are dominant defensively get their some more uh, <laughs> awards and to put on their shelves and have 30 of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't disagree really with any of these. Uh, I do think Nolan Arenado should win the Platinum uh, Glove. You would think Matt Chapman would also uh, be running in the AL, but unfortunately not. So um, yeah, I think. Nolan Arenado is uh, probably your best pick. Uh, he's got, I think he's got eight gold gloves now. So I mean, speaks for himself. But yeah, those are uh, those are the gold gloves. Um, those are the winners in both the AL and the NL. And those are our predictions for the uh, award winners. So we'll see what happens with the awards. We'll get some announcements, I believe, next week. Uh, they're all going to be listed off uh, four days in a row. So we'll have some answers for you. We'll have some answers the next time we record, maybe. Um, but then the week after that, we'll have all the we'll have all of it rounded up, and we'll take a look at it. Yeah, we'll do a roundup of the, the awards and kind of a touch up on the season, and give you a breakdown of our schedule going forward. But uh, that's pretty much it for me for the awards. Yeah, that's all I got too. I mean, there, a lot of this stuff is pretty self-explanatory. We already kind of touched on a lot of it. Yeah, here's some quick news uh, pieces here. Trevor Bauer declined a qualifying offer, which is expected. Tony La Russa hired for the White Sox. Yep. AJ Hinch. Back in baseball, hired for the Tigers, which was kind of surprising yeah. um, to to me and Mike. The fact that Cora could come back for the Red Sox, kind of surprising as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the winter meetings, um, in-person meeting is canceled, and it's going to be all virtual. Some, you know, things to, to take note of, because that might affect, you know, some of the the moves that can happen. Mm-hmm. But when you're in person, I think the trades, uh, they fly off the wall. When you're on the phone, you know, you can have time to hang up and call back and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So... And I think that can make some some changes there. But um, other than that, uh, I just want to go into our trivia question here for the week. This week's trivia question to go along with awards. What position has the most MVP seasons in, in baseball, in Major League Baseball? So what position has the most MVP seasons in, ML, in the MLB? And that is first baseman. 34 seasons. Yep. First baseman has one, an MVP. 
and I believe the most MVPs for one first baseman is a tie between Jimmy Fox and Albert Pujols. They both have three. Um, it makes sense. First base is a, a, a offensive position, home runs, RBIs, middle of the order, mm-hmm. big name guys. So that makes sense. Yeah, that really makes sense. Um, some of the best players of all baseball played first base. Yeah, uh, it's a offensive heavy position. You get a lot of leeway with your defense, mm-hmm. so you don't uh, you're not as uh, psychoanalyzed as uh, you know, say like short stops or or center fielders or stuff like that. Um, my you know my guesses for it were mainly first and right. I just thought that those positions made sense center field too with offensive heavy guys kind of leaders you know stuff like that but first base makes sense when you when you think about it that's a good one yeah i figure you know go to awards goes hand in hand mm-hmm. so i figured we'd throw that out there and i'm surprised i'm sure it'll surprise some people some people i think will get it but i think some people might go ah, maybe third base mm-hmm. uh, maybe center field because you know some superstars played there who had to win some mvps and who did win mvps but yeah, that's that's a trivia question. So that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's all I got. Unless you want to wrap up with uh, anything else, we can uh, we can get out of here. No, I mean uh, uh, the Raiders won this week. Uh, they played the Browns in fifty mile per hour gusts and rain, sleet, hail, snow, uh, terrible conditions. Their kicker missed a kick. Which he was due to the uprights and hooked all the way, hit the other upright. It was crazy. Uh, but they won. Mm-hmm. Ugly and proud. Um, it's what you got to do in games like that. So they won their four and three. They beat the Browns. Uh, this week they go to L.A. and play the Chargers, who flubbed that game, mm-hmm. blew that one again. So hopefully they can jump out and get another win and be five and three here at the midway point. So uh, pretty happy with uh, the Raiders. Yeah, cool. Giants still stink. There's that update. They almost didn't stink though. Monday. Yeah, that would have been nice to beat the Bucks, beat Tom Brady again. But that's yeah. the, the Giants. That's yeah, that's not. They do. They lose. They're, They're what the one and seven, something like that. They're a game out of the hunt. How about that? What a great division. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. Pop Warner teams coming in here. Yeah. Gotta no. face them. They're gonna have a. They might win a division. Yeah. They're projected to win. I'm surprised I haven't heard the arguments yet where oh Alabama would be winning that division or you know what I mean. It's like they always like to say that the college teams will will come and compete with some of the the lesser NFL teams. I'm surprised I haven't seen that yet. You yeah, know. Pop, yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it is not a great division. No. Got not great teams. That's a mess. You know? It sure is. I don't even know what you can compare it to in baseball terms. Maybe the year the Cardinals won, then they won the World Series. They were, what, two games over 500? I'm going to say, it's not even really, it's not even close to that. And that's not even close to that, no. No. So, but that's maybe the closest thing we've seen in, in the more recent years. Yeah. I don't know. That's like the, uh, that's like that Rays team with, uh, with, um, What's his name? The pitching coach. Rothschild. With, yeah, it's like the Rays with Rothschild. Rothschild going to the playoffs. Winning yeah. division. Yeah, yeah. So we're the best. Yeah, forty-two wins. We're the best. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's they're terrible. So <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, uh, I'm not surprised. All right, yeah, that's all I got. So you want to wrap this up? Yeah, that's it. Um, thank you guys. Uh, you can catch this podcast on Google Podcasts as well as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FWS10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No E in Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care. <laughs>